2: They discover her after a few weeks because people in the hotel start complaining that the water is brown and tastes, I'm going to throw up even thinking about it, tastes weird and they were showering in it. The documentary has an interview with a couple that was like, I have goosebumps all over my whole body. This is so gnarly. (laughs) Welcome back to Overshare, the podcast. I'm Lily, and I feel like I didn't even say the T on podcast there. It was just podcast. Podcast. I'm Lily here with Jocelyn, (laughs) and um, I'm delirious, but you know how are you? I'm feeling incredibly delirious
3: as well. Um, I'm always like, what day is it? And then I say to myself, what is day? What is time? Who am I? But um, this is the first time we've ever recorded and shot this podcast in like the afternoon, evening, night. So you know how I do at night, things just get weird very quickly. I was just
2: looking. I'm like, it's, it's surprisingly still light outside, actually.
3: Well, that's because the days are getting longer. Longer, We're finally coming out of this, like, winter depression.
2: Okay. Um, want to bring something up that I feel like I always think and I never talk to anyone about. I'm so – I didn't know that days get, like – Lily, hashtag I, I know science. Because well, I know that there's daylight savings, but that's because we're, like, changing the – Like, we're being like, oh, you get True. an extra. Like, you're changing True. the box. I didn't know that it actually gets longer. Like – what's well, happening think like about the it. rotation is yes because
3: of the earth and the rotations and <laughs> think how it moves it. on its axis <laughs> explain and like, it to me so think about this for example remember <laughs> when we went to Canada to the couve right mm-hmm. and vancouver i call it affectionately the couve as
2: everyone does duh remember oh yeah, we were- very, yeah i remember it's like in like antarctica it's like light all the time or like but alaska even, yeah
3: so even though we're kind of in like the middle of the earth we're not like on the equator so we still do experience some fluctuation as far as sunlight goes. But I mean, baby girl, aren't you glad you don't live in like the depths of like the earth somewhere at the top or the bottom where it's
2: literally dark, like 23 hours a day? No, cool. I wouldn't be able to handle it. I, I keep telling Lisa even because we both wake up late. It depends on the day, I guess. But when I'm nocturnal, especially... I wake up at like 2 or something and I'm like, it gets dark at 4.30. I only have two and a half hours of daylight. That's like not enough time to do anything.
3: Think about it. On the flip, I went to Alaska with my brother like, I don't know, five or six years ago during the summer and our plane landed at like one in the morning. (laughs) Totally light outside. Totally light. The sun was still up. It was super,
2: super weird. Lily's Um, being carted away by her dog as we speak. She's really into our game of tug of war right now that I'm trying (laughs) to, like, discreetly play. Um, I didn't know about the Alaska thing, I don't think, until I saw the proposal. Best film of all time. Anyone who doesn't believe it. That and The Holiday. Two best (sighs) feature films of all time. Very different, but... But also very the same. I'm a big fan of both. Mm-hmm. Should should we jump into the show? Uh, we should we should. get started? Yeah. Okay.
3: So over it. What she said. All right, Lil. So I know this is your favorite part of the show because I love to complain. <laughs> no, it's not complaining. It's venting. This is a
2: safe space to overshare. So well, I even saw what are on you Instagram about that, like th- venting versus. Th- I think it was venting versus therapy. <laughs> like, I think it's a venting it. is short term and blah, blah. I was like, no, no, no. I mean, yes, but no oh, no no <laughs> um oh uh, uh, well i mean i i have a few one is um max i i think it must just be the neighbors and he gets anxious if they're being loud or doing something and if they're making really loud noises i took him out this morning and he, by the way what? max is lily's
3: dog in yes. case someone doesn't happen to know that <laughs>
2: sorry so I'm stewing in and like, uh, is that your boyfriend? No, of course not. I'm very single. Um, but anyway, I took my dog out and he went to the bathroom right away. Peep, pooped, came back in. And then it was like 830 ish. So I was like, well, I'm awake. I might as well go to McDonald's because I'm up and they have breakfast. So I actually like I don't go to McDonald's for breakfast almost every day. <laughs> It's a nice thing to get me out of the apartment. Hey, in the morning. Lily
3: wants a hash brown and maybe an orange juice, and she's a happy girl. All I've, I've right? really been into the chicken McGriddles
2: lately. Oh my but, gosh, she's branching out, right? But uh, I get back and he pooped inside twice. Oh my! I don't even. Gone like. 40 minutes, maybe not even have you been 30? mixing a lot
3: of fiber into his diet or something like new no. that really cleans the pipe. No. And so. he
2: like doesn't have accidents. Like he's held. He'll hold it. If I'm like sleeping too long or something, if I'm here, he'll not, he would not go inside, but by leave.
3: <laughs> I feel like he maybe missed you. And this was like a cry for help. Oh, That's it's probably for sure an anxiety thing, on.
2: but I just, uh, it's so random when That happens, and like I don't know if it's the neighbors because I'm not here, so I can't hear it. I guess I can leave a camera, but I that would require getting one.
3: Max and his bowels. Oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that you had to to clean that up this morning. Gross. What are you over? Oh, okay. So this is something I'm over, but also under. If you know what I mean, like I'm kind of actually. Starting to get into this discussion very very late, and that is the hashtag Free Britney movement. I received a message. I have not watched it Uh. yet, but I know it just came out, and I know that she has like not really commented on it, but like kind of like subtweet commented on it. I haven't even really looked. So Britney Spears first off is like the most sweet little gem of a positive angel of all time and I think we are only now starting to realize truthfully how poorly treated she was as a child as a teenager by the media by paparazzi the, the things that happened to her clips
2: in this documentary are the most disgusting like I'd seen some of them but some of them you're just like
3: what the like, concept that a 15 or 16 year old was being asked about like her virginity so frequently for right. magazines read by adults
2: also is no, like that's not, not acceptable for, that's been a thing for like a lot of pop stars i it's mean gross. Not, not to minimize them doing it to her it's fucking awful but like so do, like even the jonas brothers and like who i feel like there were other didn't miley cyrus too i don't know i just remember like, the oh, jonas had brothers like purity had rings. the purity rings and yeah. it was always such a big deal and i do like and i remember even when they would talk about it with britney and it was normal like yes, weird that that was normal and it's weird because i think
3: i'm like about the same age as her i'm pretty sure exactly the same age and i remember like like thinking it was a little weird but not as weird as i do as an adult woman (laughs) and maybe we've made strides in society but what i'm saying is that there's something wrong over there at that house and like we need to figure out what's going on we need to set her free if she needs to be set free we We need to to find out what's up yeah we do me and you and i mean you live relatively close you're from the same area that she lives in you have to have connections yes she lives in your old neighborhood i thought she lived in that lake sherwood no no she moved Okay, they moved well, to like
2: some like 30 acre like compound.
3: I need you to reach out to some of your like, you know, rich people that you know and find out mm-hmm. how we can penetrate the property so that we can set her free so that she can bring her dance moves back to the world because she just continues to entertain us on social media all the time. I, and
2: I'm actually I have a feeling and I'm surprised, but I do have a feeling that this documentary did much more than a lot of people thought it would.
3: Well, I think people are intrigued. And I actually. Without even having to
2: do anything, they just put a bunch of clips together and they're like, hey, look how fucked this is.
3: (laughs) I actually saw a TikTok that went viral that was made by someone we both know, Erin Darling. And it's like this whole apology to Britney Spears. And at first I was like, oh, because I didn't know the documentary had come out. I was like, oh, is this like a funny thing? No, she's like dead serious. And after watching her TikTok, which was fantastic, I feel impassioned on another level. And I need to know what's going on. So there's that I'm over it, but I'm under it, you know,
2: God, I get what you're saying. Yes.
3: So can you confirm or deny that you're going to like, make it happen so that we can help her?
2: I I can confirm. <laughs> I did not confirm a time frame.
3: <laughs> this should be one of your new videos on your YouTube channel, I, so like one of your I, deep dives. I, I, something else needs to happen. Well, I hope nothing else happens except her coming
2: back. To I, I know. Like Staples there needs Center. to be a good. Well, I they need to like let her out. I, I guess how it ended, how it is. Right. I think there might have been another hearing today recently. Oh, is that it? OK. Or I, think, I know they how they had it was that I think they added her lawyer as a conservator. Uh, okay, gonna, been too much Epstein stuff. I was going to say a co-conspirator. <laughs> um a co-conservator and um then but they didn't take her dad off yet.
3: do you know what would but they really, are like
2: leaving that option open. yeah
3: do you know what would really bring my 90s 2000s heart pure joy if Justin Timberlake somehow became involved in helping
2: everyone kind of hates him right now because of the documentary <laughs> why oh see I haven't watched it okay I need to go watch the documentary is it, have you and, seen it? And he was also in headlines because people were praising him for being like, like this LGBTQ plus uh, ally, and he uh-huh. like referred to himself as one. And then everyone was kind of like, "When have you ever been like the, Justin Timberlake is kind of the last person you think is of? Is it because when- of his
3: movie? Is it because of his movie that came out? Yeah, I haven't watched that either. I've only I really. Either i've only really been watching reality shows which i feel like could be a good segue but we're not there yet first we need to hear from a caller in case you guys are new to this party we want you on this show so please give us a call because we have a voicemail our phone number is 562-661-8729 leave us a voicemail in four minutes or less letting us know what you're over and we recommend that you give us your name have we extended it a minute didn't it used to be three it's three minutes or less, um, not four. So it's four. It's actually four minutes minus one minute. So it's got it. Yes, just, it's a lot of yeah. math, you know, uh-huh. man. Um, so yeah, a smart le- podcast. Leave us a voicemail. And also, if you've already called into this show, specifically, if you're the girl from Korea, I want an update on what's going on with you. I want to know if you move to another country, what's happening, because I talked to my parents about that at length, and they just were really concerned. Anyways, roll the tape.
4: <laughs> Hi, Jocelyn and Lily, and also Melissa that apparently listen to these voicemails. My name is Kyle, and I've been watching you guys on Clever since who knows when. And I've decided to call after a lot of thinking, since I'm a bit shy. That's besides the point. I am so over people that pretend to be someone they're not. I have a lot of friends, and they're all on TikTok. But one specific friend has changed her whole personality and who she is to what she sees on TikTok. So basically every week that a new trend comes in, that's who she is. And I'm also in a close-knit friend group of three with her, but I'm close to the other person in the group. I do talk to the other person more, and I guess she tells her mom about it, which is something she would never do when we were kids, and it seems like she's just craving the attention. Her mom texts me, basically telling me to back off and stop talking to the other person in our group. And just talk to her. Like, hello, we are grown adults, fresh out of high school, and this is our first year in college. Why are you still running to your mom about your problems you can handle yourself? We've all been friends since fourth grade, so we've created a really close bond. Close enough so she could tell me about how she feels with it instead of having her mom tell me. Anyways, that's all. I love you guys so much, and I'm waiting for the day I hear me in an overshare podcast.
2: Kyle! Oh, my gosh. The time is nigh, my friend. Oh, my God. How? Um, well, Kyle, I would agree that um, I, if one of my friend's moms texted me freshman year of college to <laughs> get involved in our issue, no, that's not appropriate. Mm-mm. Absolutely not.
1: I even, think even
2: in, like, high school and middle school, I feel like it, if I had a fight with my friends, my mom would be like this is between you guys. Oh my gosh. 100%. I'm not
3: getting involved. I always thought it was so weird. And I'm thinking specifically of like, I grew up dancing at a dance studio and like the dance mom stuff is all so true. So much. In fact, Judy, my mom would never come inside. She said, I'm not going inside of that place. I will drop you off at the front, but I will never enter. And she never did. Okay. I want to be around the toxic energy, but th- that was like, prime time as far as like your daughter's being mean to my daughter and and obviously there's like extenuating circumstances like if you're being bullied or someone's then it's okay to like get your parents involved but like if you're out of high school and you're technically like an adult super weird right
2: yeah and then as for the tiktok personality changing (laughs) wow i cannot imagine being (laughs) in high school or college with tiktok and seeing what people would be posting like I see what some people from my high school post on Instagram and I'm like, Oh, interesting. (laughs) Do you know, occasionally I think
3: about like, what,
2: people that I went,
3: not my friends, but like the people I went to high school with must think when they see the stuff I
2: post. And like, honestly, I don't give, I could give zero I wonder X. that too, but honestly, everyone has been so nice. I'll randomly talk to people that I haven't talked to in like a decade. And they're like, it's been so cool seeing your journey, blah, blah. Like, <laughs> I'm so proud of you. And I'm like, journey,
3: huh? <laughs> oh my gosh but um i also am curious i would love more context like kyle dms on the side i would love to see your friends tiktok because Ooh, like i'm same. trying to really grow on tiktok and i feel like she could give me some new ideas but here's the thing i just don't have the energy to reinvent myself like once a decade let alone once every other day so like i don't know but how is she trends, managing uh, it i want to know what trends she's doing is it like cottage core, goth core, all the cores, like all the trends of fashion? You could tell we're really dialed into the TikTok <laughs> community. Um. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. I mean, my for you page is just like all gay buff zaddies doing
2: dance moves. Like it totally changes for me, like every couple of days. But um, back to Kyle. I, back to Kyle. I, I don't really know. That that's unfortunate. I feel like, especially when you've been friends with someone for a long time, it's hard when you see them being like different than you know that they are. But also I feel like college is the time that everyone's kind of trying to figure themselves out. So maybe give them a little bit of
3: grace. That's that's a good point, Lil. I was thinking more like find some new friends, you know, but COVID <laughs> and right now it's like... <laughs> Um, cause like, I will say that I kept, and you did too. I kept a lot of good friends from high school, but like college is when I feel like I really started to like find my people, like people that I like really connected with on like a lot of different stuff that I could have like more in-depth conversations (laughs) with outside of like my space. So, um, I don't, but I feel like this is a really weird season in time with quarantine and COVID. Yeah, uh, what about Bumble for friendships? Oh my gosh, why? Why are you telling them to find new friends? Because I mean, he he could make a few new additions to his wolf pack. Like, but also, you know, and
2: uh, yeah, uh, uh, what about is a college working right now? Where are you guys going? Or I'm, is it all online?
3: I don't know, because I mean, we live in L.A., which is like the hotbed of the bubble. So nothing is happening in California. But I do think in other parts of the country, people are like back in action.
2: I Yeah, I don't know. We need to connect. But also, Kyle. Um, I think you should just have a conversation with them, too, and just tell them your concerns. And you think that you want them to be happy and you don't feel like they're being themselves, which concerns you.
3: I was going to say Kyle should connect with our caller from Seoul, Korea, and they could move to, I don't know, the Netherlands and get a condo together. And I think it would be really fantastic. This show could bring people together. Should we wrap this up and move on to the main part of the episode? Absolutely, we should. But you guys, give us a call. We would love to hear what you're over. And we would love to give you advice that we recommend you don't take. (laughs) Thank you for
2: calling,
0: Kyle. (laughs) We love you. Oh, my gosh.
3: okay Lil. let's jump into the meat and potatoes you know the spaghetti and meatballs of this episode recently you and i had quite the the hoot of a time um discussing the most underrated movies of all time and we thought like hey what the hell let's do some more pop culture type stuff because We're consumers of pop culture, right? Because nothing's going on in our lives. So we need to talk about something else. (laughs) I think everyone relates though. And I think, you know, it's funny because I was listening to, I think it was like Anne Hathaway or someone like that celeb level who was saying, oh no, it was Priyanka Chopra. You know, (laughs) same celebrity level, very (laughs) A-list. And she was saying now with COVID and quarantine, because people are consuming so much more content, creators like herself are being like summoned upon to make more stuff than ever. So (laughs) I mean, I guess it makes sense. Yet I just sit here and keep consuming everyone else's. <laughs> Not YouTube, like, you know, the real the real grown-up t- styles of content. So yes. speaking of grown-up <laughs> styles of content, today we are going to be breaking down our favorite reality docu-series, Do-Jure, And dare I say, I feel as though some of these might also be underrated, but however, some of them are also... Really, really famous. So Lil, I have a list. I have a very long list of the reality programming I have been just relishing in. But I know you have more of like an upscale palette when it comes to this kind of content. Oh, an upscale palette. You do. mm -hmm. You do. You're like the sorbet and I'm like the baby for murder, you mean? (laughs) Okay. So what's your first one? What's your first docu reality (sighs) thing you're very into?
2: See, well, I did I did not make a list <laughs> because <laughs> I feel like also it's hard for me to be like, oh, this is my favorite because I watch a new one every single week. So it's like I feel like they're just kind of constantly cycling through my brain are we talking favorites or should I just talk about like my most recent (laughs) talk about your, we're going to each do three.
3: How about that? Okay. So that we can, you know, end this conversation before the end of the world. Um, but I think you should do your favorites because like I said, you have a very upscale palette and because you've consumed so much of this juicy meat of docu series, you have, (laughs) I'm out of control right now. You have, I think,
2: a better understanding of what's good and bad. I would just be like, it's all great. I think it's hard for me also, though, to determine, like, good and bad and just what holds my attention. Because I think okay. there's some, like, like, there was the recent... um I think it was like Inside the Mind of Aaron Hernandez it was the football oh, player that oh got gosh. caught killing his wife. That I think that that was probably a really good documentary, but I had just watched a different documentary on it. So I already knew all about it. So it just wasn't that attention grabbing for me. Interesting. But I heard that the reviews for the Elisa Lamb documentary series that I just finished, I heard those reviews were not good at all, but like I thoroughly enjoyed it. Okay, well, so. then let's
3: start there. Let's start with Elisa Lamb. Yeah, the I would is say that that probably I no idea, is it, like, like, who that We'll is. say that that falls at like number three right now. Because I have quite literally probably not heard of any of these people because I'm not allowed to watch these sorts of things because I'll never sleep again.
2: Well, and it's funny because I even mentioned it kind of offhandedly to my friend. and She was like, what are you talking about? I'm like, <gasps> how do you not know? <laughs> um, it's called Crime Scene Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel
3: where where is this is this woman dead has she been rediscovered so do
2: you remember it was in uh, 2013 there was a video that went viral of this girl in the elevator of the cecil hotel which is a hotel downtown in la okay um it was like super weird security footage and she was in the elevator pressing a bunch of buttons but then acting super erratic and people like thought and like the door doesn't close when it should but then she gets out and then it does close really fast and then it opens again on a, a bunch of weird stuff happens in this video there was Some a make ghost everyone, in there with her
5: right so and
2: everyone is saying that it looked something paranormal was happening or something weird like or no. maybe there was someone else there on the outside but she goes missing so she's missing for like two weeks ish I think I don't you're gonna freak out when I tell you this oh my gosh what
3: oh my gosh wait I feel like you sent me a text about this
2: wait go ahead go ahead go ahead go so ahead. the way that they discover where she is they like had been there's flyers all over downtown LA also though she'd been staying at the Cecil Hotel quote-unquote the Cecil Hotel is like this dark-ass history because it's right next to Skid Row and so I guess like the amount of people that have died there, it was like the manager said in her 10 years, it was like over 80 people. Or Why are you working there? Why are you working there? I, I mean, I guess it's a job well, and so I respect that. But they, like, oh my gosh. A few years before Elisa Lamb goes there, the girl that goes missing, they decide that because it was being kind of used as like some people were living there permanently because it was so cheap. So it was like homeless right. people yes. would stay there. Yeah. But then also they would use it as like a hostel. So a few years before Elisa Lamb goes, they totally redo three floors of it and they rebrand it and build another lobby because the Cecil Hotel is such a bad reputation that they build this stay on main hostel situation that looks all upscale and trendy. And you can't really, they like basically, like it's a, it's not like illegal, but it's like sketchy that they try and make it seem like it's a completely different hotel, but it's actually just three floors of the same hotel locked off and then they share elevators and um a rooftop which has water tanks on it
3: oh my gosh i already know where this is going
2: they discover her after a few weeks because people in the hotel start complaining that the water is brown and tastes i'm gonna throw up even thinking about it tastes weird and they were showering in it the documentary is an interview with a couple that was like, I have goosebumps
3: all over my whole body. This is so gnarly. Please do not tell me that she and was rotting inside of that water, her body. I won't tell you. <laughs> because
2: that's what happened. Lil's
3: oh
4: my gosh. That's literally wait, what? it's this
2: couple getting interviewed. They're like, um, we were showering, we were brushing our teeth, we, we drank it. Human water. Like, what do you mean you drank it? So they keep complaining and finally like the people are like, Oh, I don't know, like We'll, we'll look into it. And they, um,
3: Melissa, our producer, has just told us that part you. of the first season of How to Get Away with Murder, the TV show, uh, is based on this case. Elisa Lamb. Really? Oh my gosh. That's
2: so <gasps> oh, gnarly. That. Yeah. So then I guess the maintenance guy goes up there and finds her naked in the water tank. But, and he goes up there and the, the like top of it isn't like a hinge, it's just like a block that, like a, a big metal thing that goes Mm -hmm. over it, but you'd have to, like, lift it off, move it. So basically to imply that she could not have closed it herself, but and that was, like, a miscommunication that got thrown out into the news and stuff that the police said that it was closed when they got there. So that immediately would be like, well, someone put her in there then. It ended up being it wasn't closed when the maintenance guy found her, and she was bipolar and had a bunch of other issues. So wait, so they, the maintenance guy just closed her in there and didn't want to like he- tell anybody? no, no, no. When he found her, then he like told the police and stuff. But when he found her, the door was open. So that means, like, she could have just climbed in. Oh, it could have been, gosh. like, no one else was involved. But then the hotel tries to be like, we don't know how she got on the roof. The door has an alarm. But it's like, this hotel is fucking gross. Alarms like, I, never work anyway. Exactly. i like, real. well, I mean, that's not the most reliable thing, uh, like, I believe if it didn't go off. And also, the building has... The, it's, like, a super old building. It has um, a sketchy-ass fire escape that people, like... YouTubers go to the hotel after like years later, and um, just like to go investigate and stuff. And they find themselves able to get on the roof year, like a couple years down the line, and there's graffiti up there and stuff. So clearly, the hotel is not very secure. But uh, yeah. Wow. That sounds like something I'm so, never gonna watch well, because then,
3: like, I'm already so like freaked out well, just listening uh, to you of talk that, about it. As if
2: that's not all weird. And then it's like, oh my God, was she murdered? Did she have a psychotic break and she got in there? Like, why was she naked? What happened? On top of all that, there the amount of weird, weird conspiracy theories, which I watched something and it I think it might have been the documentary. I watched a few other videos about it too after. But he goes, there's like, when something happens once or twice, it's coincidence. When it's happening, like, there's four coincidences, five coincidences, six, seasons. that's not a coincidence. That's synchronicity. And I haven't really looked into Ooh, the topics of that. that's a fun
3: word.
2: But... Is that like a spirit world thing?
3: I don't know. I don't think so. Because so something our, our listeners and viewers might not know is that I... I'm all in. I believe in all of the spirit world. It freaks me out. It's either good or bad. There's nothing in between. Lily thinks it's a bunch of BS, but she's I, about to head out I and investigate a, this stuff. And you need to be
2: careful. I would say I'm a skeptic, but I would like to believe. But, oh, okay. Um, anyway, the like just some of the conspiracy theories are like the last place she was seen was the last bookstore. You know that place? Oh yeah, that I we love went that place. Time? Yeah. <laughs> Someone went online and finds out that the address for the website registrar for the for the bookstore, for the website, the address associated with it is the same address as the cemetery in Canada that Elisa Lamb is buried in.
3: That makes actually zero sense. So you're telling me that a cemetery owns the last bookstore in I, I don't know i don't understand it's super super weird all... no
2: one knows also some weird thing with people think it's like a government cover-up or something to do with tuberculosis because apparently the name for tuberculosis is lamb Elisa. spelled the same way <laughs> and apparently skid row had like a tuberculosis outbreak that it's all the stuff that you're like this I is do- too confusing at the end of it- the day I, I truly just think she had mental health issues and she had a psychotic episode and she Sadly, was hallucinating yeah. climbed into this thing and it was a really yeah. horrible accident but it's like how do you explain this this is so weird so it's like i think even the the last like three quarters of the documentary I, it's like five episodes six all they talk about are all of these weird conspiracy theories but it's all like
3: oh I don't know. Well, (laughs) as we said in the episode with Jarrett Sleeper, not we, as he said, conspiracy theories are crazy, but there's always like some shred of truth interwoven. And I don't know what it is with this Elisa Lamb thing, but I'm too scared. I'm too freaked out to find out. I kind of wanted
2: to start another deep dive, but then I was like, you don't have... The brain power for that. <laughs> um,
3: okay, wow. Well, that was a journey just hearing about that. And you're welcome. I'm going to just slightly, slightly switch gears right now. <laughs> just slightly. And by slightly, I mean completely and totally, because I need to fill you in on a show that you all need to be watching. First of all, I have to let you know that. One of my favorite films of all time that I saw in the theater four times was Crazy Rich Asians. I love that movie so much. She's not lying. And ne- now there's a reality show on Netflix called Bling Empire that's kind of like oh. a loosely based reality version of the TV show or of the movie, except it's set in Los Angeles. I'm only two episodes in and I mean, I know people in LA have money, but I don't understand like what is going on on this show. There's a woman who has like the Dior store come to her house and she just like buys everything and like gives every we're talking about like haute couture, like pieces that cost like thousands, tens of thousands of dollars. Um, Someone else through this other woman on the show through like a small dinner party for, I think, Chinese New Year. She shut down Rodeo Drive, the whole entire thing, and instead of giving people, like, a little piece of chocolate when they left as a gift, her and her husband sponsored an orphan child in China for every single person that came,
5: which is also, like,
3: amazing. I mean, I love that as a parting gift. I think that's, like, just dreams and goals, but, like, the amount of money we're talking about is
2: on... Another freaking level. And like, do all these people always have this much money? Are they like born into it? Oh, they're or all born it, into it. As far as I know. Into
3: no, as far as I know, only one of them that's like highly featured on the show happens to have a career. Um, and then one of them who seems to be at this point kind of like the main driving force narrator is this like hot model who was adopted from Korea by an American family and he's not rich. So he's kind of like the outsider sharing what's going on. But no, to answer your question, they all have like rich parents and like come from like
2: dynasties
3: in China. It's I, crazy. Like, what's that
0: like?
2: <laughs> I, I would not know. Okay. I, would like, not I know. wonder if it's like probably not even that cool though, because they've just never known anything different.
3: Or like, oh my gosh, not to spoil the whole show, but one of the girls, it's her birthday. And, and one of the other ladies on the show is like, Oh, I want to take you to my favorite restaurant for your birthday because I just love this restaurant so much. It's in Paris, casual. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So, Lil, I want to take you to my favorite restaurant, but it's going to be like sweet green on the West Side. All right, I'll pick you up in my Prius and I'll greens. drive you there. <laughs> yeah, I'll take you to Tender Greens for a nice little chicken dinner. <sighs> Anyways, that's my first pick. It's on Netflix right now. It's kind of like a newer show, but 10 out of 10 recommend not only for like the pop culture of it all with Crazy Rich Asians, but it's also just like a sneak peek into a life that like I
2: would have never been exposed to. Well, Anywho, what's your number two? It's <sighs> uh, hard. I. I'm like debating on if... I I feel like I'm not going to even include making Making a Murderer because I don't know if that was actually as good as I remember it or if it was just like kind of the first... Big one of its kind.
3: I kind of do feel as though you need to give that an honorable mention because I even recall you being so excited about watching this show that you told me about it. Was this the one where, like, there's two dads and, like, one of them gave one a handjob or something? No, that's a different one. That's that's my number one. Okay, okay, great. Uh, Well, I'm glad that's included because (laughs) our producer,
2: Melissa, is also on the Zoom, and she just looked, like, so perplexed but intrigued. Yeah, no. um, But for number two... San Antonio 4.
3: Oh, San Antonio 4. I think I'm getting that confused with another movie, like the something 7. That's like an actual <laughs> like Oscar-worthy film that's coming out. I
2: don't know. But this is um, a case that was in the late 90s. There's four... I. I think I saw it on Amazon or something. The documentary is called San Antonio 4. And it gets recommended to me and had never heard of the case. It's about four women in San Antonio and they were all lesbians. And it was in the late 90s. And Mm -hmm. two of them, I think, were the aunts of these little girls that they would um, like babysit. Or maybe Mm -hmm. even one of them was the aunt and the rest were just friends. But they were all roommates. and Like fake aunts. And they would stay there all the time. Like, it was never a weird thing. And the little girls, I think one was like, they're uh, seven and nine. So, like, old enough that they can verbalize a lot of things. Out of nowhere, all four of these women get arrested because the girls, like, say that uh, the four women were. And this, this is a really insane story, and I can't get too far into it because I'll never stop talking about it it was apparently one of the first uh, cases where satanic related stuff was brought in as like court. Like it, it was like a court argument. These girls got coached into telling that these four women participated in this like gang rape situation where they were like doing satanic rituals. And I think They served like... But how do you coach someone? I don't know.
3: How do you come up with something? I mean, I know how kids can be coached. I get that. But like, how do you come up with this as the concept? It feels like so weird.
2: Because it was the late 90s. And I guess it was around that time. Very. And like gay was not okay. And because if you were gay, that automatically meant that you were participating in like orgies and stuff. So (laughs) it became this whole stereotypical crazy trial. And these four women go to jail for their all were sentenced to 15 years in prison with the exception of 22 year old ramirez the supposed ringleader who received 37 and a half year sentence what? they served their sentences and after they got out then they got acquitted that is ridiculous. Acquitted, exonerated whatever they said they, they were like oh they didn't do it and the kids came out later and the the, the like little girls they're like no we lied Well, that's what my question was going to be is like these
3: children who are seven and nine, very soon, I mean, relative to the amount of time these women were serving in prison, Mm -hmm. would have become adults like that's
2: crazy to me. That's so wild. It was I I, and I saw it a few years ago. I should rewatch it because it was so interesting. But I was just like. Because you keep watching the documentary thinking they're going to be like, oh, well, they let them out. They clearly didn't do this. This is absurd. And then it's like, no, they they didn't ever let them out. They just did all their time. And then they got. That's devastating. Wow. OK, well, I'm glad that you already told me that they're out
3: because I feel as though like the aid has been ripped and I can move on with my life. Yes. Um. So my second pick, <laughs> shockingly, enough is um in stark contrast to what you've just described Weird. it is (sighs) another netflix show that i binge watched very recently called indian matchmaking okay i'm sensing a theme here i love learning about new cultures new cultures through the lens of dating all right so i don't know if you got if you know this but matchmaking in india specifically is still very much a thing and like Mm It's very common it's just like kind of what you do you can choose to do it or not do it and your parents basically hire a matchmaker to find a bunch of options for you to marry based off of criteria that you can select it kind and sounds then- like the Bachelor exactly but your parents are at the helm which is crazy <laughs> and so it follows this woman and her name is Seema auntie her name is Seema but like auntie is kind of like an endearing term that is used for like older women in indian culture and it follows her as she tries to matchmake a bunch of different young people in india but also in america and they're all doing it like voluntarily their parents are not forcing them into it and it is rich at the end of the show there's a little bit of happiness. I'm not going to say how many people end up getting married or how many people don't end up getting married, but it made me think a lot about like what the F would it have looked like in like my late twenties, early thirties, if I had told my parents like, yeah, match me up, hook me up. Like w- what would have happened?
2: Uh, you know, I I would like to have the option. <laughs> So wait, would you let Linda match make you? No, I don't know if I'd trust my mom. But your mom is a no kind of BS kind of woman. So but I she's feel like, also very like, oh, he was nice. Why didn't you like him? As if it's just like, I should like the first person that's nice.
3: <laughs> but the thing is, you still get to go on dates with this person. And you, you get to see and your parents work together. Like his parents and your parents would be like, yes, yes, yes. No, no, no.
2: Do they also have the, like, you can't touch, you have to have a chaperone? Is that the same? I don't know about all that. I'm sure these people are tonguing on the side, left and right. Let's
3: be real. It's 2021, Lil. But I'm sure some people who are really conservative are a little more chaste, I would imagine. (gasps) Oh, gosh. You know, I mean, it would take a lot of the pressure off. Yeah. And I think if my parents and I could collaborate, could have collaborated, it might have worked out. But I mean, my parents by now, I just like, I'm
2: curious what our parents choices would be.
3: I probably would be like living on a farm. Where are they picking from? So like some secret database? No. So here's (laughs) the crazy thing is that depending, I guess, on what you want, it's not even like geographically desirable picks. Like a lot of these people are dating people who live in other parts of the country that they live in or even different parts of the world. So these are like Zoom relationships that are like blossoming on netflix
2: <laughs> the, love the show who relocates
3: great question it's all a part of the game okay? this sounds
2: just like the bachelor to be honest
3: it does but it's like more civilized kind of because and also it, and that's, way less, i guess how what's the vibe of the show does it feel like genuine it, Yes, but also like a little wild only because it's like outside of what I'm culturally used to. But what I'm not culturally used to or used to in general is how mean the people on the bachelor are these women are truly some of the most hateful mean people I've ever seen in the show's history. And that's why it's not even on my list. Okay. The only thing on my list is I think Katie, who's on the show who brought her like vibrator
2: and she's the only nice
3: person on the show.
2: I just like, they're not, I don't even know if they're actually mean. I feel like they're just like, they do. They just do so much. I'm like, aren't you tired? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yes, they're tired and drunk. Maybe that's why. That's
3: Anyways, Indian Matchmaking, my second pick, also on Netflix. Lil, what is
2: your top pick? I already kind of gave it away. Uh, so it's called Abducted in Plain Sight. And it's a Netflix documentary, might be a series, I don't remember. Um, and it is about a girl that gets abducted by their family, her family's family friend. And oh, my God, it's the most absurd story. And just when you think it's been like, oh, it couldn't get weirder than that. You're like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> Basically, um, their family friend uh kidnapped her. Dr- I feel like he drugged her or something to get her out. So then she wakes up and he has her in an RV. And I don't want to spoil everything, but this is just the big, weird, like, what do you? Like I hope this will hook you to go watch it. She wakes up in an RV and there's a radio next to her. When I this is something that I was kind of like half paying attention to when it was on and then all of a sudden this part happens and I'm like, "Wait, what do you what?" And I like suddenly was like, "I'm okay, I'm invested. I'm in. I'm in." He is like this uh, middle-aged man, older man. He is driving, but he had set up she like wakes up and there's this radio next to her. And he goes over the radio to tell, it's like an intercom, and tells her that he's an alien. And he, like, <laughs> is giving, like, a name, like, I, it's weird alien names involved. And he basically is saying she's been abducted by aliens. And eventually it leads to, like, that <laughs> it's going to be her job to help this old dude, the, the family friend. They're going to have to repopulate the Earth. <laughs> The throw up. that so is <laughs> disgusting. And like the girl's alive. So she's in the documentary being interviewed. Like she is a first account of what happened. And she's an adult now. Um, you might be like, where were the parents? How did they let this happen? Well, they kind of like tried to intervene in the beginning, but then like they're they have like a semi like relationship even. And the parents let it happen. And the part you brought up is that the dad, before he knew anything about the daughter, I guess, was in the car with him. And the guy has a boner and then, like, looks at the dad and, like, kind of was like, well... What are you going to do about it? Like, what are friends for, kind of? And then, (laughs) like, has him, jack him off. But then the dad is, like, telling this in the documentary and he's like so ashamed and he's like kind of crying and stuff and basically what it comes down to is that the guy blackmails the he was having an affair essentially with both of the parents the wife too in order to blackmail them and keep them silent about his affair with the daughter i mean i've never it's like the sickest thing of all time i can't believe any of it is
3: real I just the main thing that's always stuck with me because this is one of these like first times you'd ever watch one of these like scary docuseries and you were sharing it with me. I think we were like actually on a shoe on Beauty Trippin <laughs> and you were like, and then he gives the guy a handjob.
2: And I was like, how did we get here? OK, I, that's what you're, makes that's no sense. I mean, that's exactly how you're reacting when you're watching it. And then you're like, wait, what? And like the way the dad describes it is that it's like not that weird that he did it. Like, very, very is that odd. like am I unclear what like male friendships are like because I wasn't aware that that was <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's weird I'm pretty sure but I'll check with Chris I'll ask Chris <laughs> um okay wow what an
3: effing journey that's another one I don't know if I'm allowed to watch but we what I am a parental al- advisory on this one <laughs> what I am allowed to watch is the number one in this category for me By so far, and I know that Melissa, our producer, is definitely going to agree with me when I say the best reality show that you need to be watching hands down right now is Real Housewives of Salt Lake freaking City. Okay listen to me like city Be- yes exactly before you write this off before you write this off let me give you a little context i'm kind <laughs> of over the real housewives sort of some of the people in, in the different cities are just like really mean now and like too famous i like the season one version of these women when it's just like all new to them and they're still being like who they are without like the cameras rolling sort of and who um, yeah who are so, these salt lake City. So, salt let's lake talk about The interesting thing about Salt Lake City right off the bat is that it's the first time I can remember on this series, this franchise, where like religion has kind of played a big role in the show because salt lake city is like the capital of mormonism which is such a mysterious religion i just think in general people like don't know much about it and there's like a lot of rules and if you've ever been to salt lake city which i have the religion is very much a part of the community like for example if you go to a restaurant in salt lake city and you're like can i get a beer they're like, oh, before you can get a, an alcoholic beverage at this restaurant, you have to buy a membership because we only serve alcohol to our members. And I was like, cool. Like, how much is it? And they're like, $5. So there's like a lot of weird, like nuanced things. in Salt. Yeah. Or at least were in Salt Lake City the last time I was there. Maybe it's changed. So that is the landscape at which we are meeting these women in Salt Lake City. And they're all very different. I think only like a couple of them are like Mormon or like Mormon-ish, like sort of Mormon on the weekends. I'm not really sure. Because like one of them owns like a very successful tequila company, which is like, I'm pretty sure you're not allowed to drink at all in the Mormon culture, but I guess you are allowed to sell tequila. Not really sure how that works, but Lily, I'm just going to rip the bandaid off of quite <laughs> literally or, or
2: Zoom, the example I always it's like, where you can't, you can have a ferret in California, but you can't buy one. <laughs> exactly. You can't bring the ferret
3: across state lines, but you can absolutely have one, but you know what you can't have Lily. You cannot be an adult woman who is married to her step-grandfather. All right, and that no. is what is happening on this show. When I tell you I audibly screamed inside of my small home, I'm not lying, there is a woman named Mary on the show whose grandmother passed away, and as her grandmother was dying, the grandmother said, Mary, all I want for you is to now marry my husband, a.k.a. your stepgrandpa." So Mary did it. Married her step-grandpa, and they had a child together, which means they have had sex, which... Yep, that's what that has happened. And um,
2: so that unfolds. We get to see that unfold on the show. Yeah. I don't think I want to see that unfold. Mm-hmm.
3: But also there's (laughs) coming
2: from the person that just talked about three of the most morbid documentaries. (laughs) But also there's this woman named Heather
3: on the show and she's very likable. She's been through a lot. She was Mormon and she was married and it didn't work out. And she feels like an outcast to society. And I mean, all she wants to do is like hook up with as many people as she can. She has teenage daughters and a very successful business that she has started herself. And apparently, allegedly, rihanna is her biggest fan and has been dming her so there you go are these people no one would know who they were before the show i don't really think many of them are famous there's one lady who has a jewelry brand but like i don't think she herself was famous um, i guess did, did people know who any of the other ones are before the show i don't i mean i don't think so i mean maybe in the local salt lake city community perhaps, but not on on an international level where Rihanna would be DMing you. Like that's pretty effing cool, right? Reality
2: TV is so weird for that reason, because think of all the celebrities that do like when they have downtime, that is what they watch.
3: I mean, I feel like I have so much in common with Rihanna at this point. Like we should just start an after show together where we can discuss (laughs) like all of the many crazy things my question is this lil after hearing about all of the three shows that i've just described which one are you most likely to actually tune into
2: honestly probably the mormon one because it sounds pretty fucked (laughs) (laughs) but um what was the first one bling empire the reality show that's yeah that that i would be interested to see but no i think the last one
3: Anyways, if you guys are watching this on YouTube, or if you're listening to this in podcast format, please tweet us or leave a comment letting us know what we missed on this list, because I'm always looking to expand my horizons in the reality world specifically. So please let us know. And with that, Lil, are you ready to move on to the final part of this little show? Let's do it.
2: So long, share well. I hate us so much more now.
3: Okay, Lil, so what brought you joy this week?
2: I, I mean, I guess it's not really this week, but um, kind of recently I rediscovered this thing that I have that you're not going to be able to see. I'll try and show it in the camera if you're watching this on YouTube, but it's called the better back. Ooh. And it looks kind of like I'm wearing like knee pads slash a seatbelt, but <laughs> describe it for it our has viewers, like, little like knee pads and then like a, like a. Basically, has like a piece that sits, I don't know if you can hear me, a piece that sits behind your like, like on your lower back. And then you put these straps around your knees and hook it together. And so then when you like put your knees down. Your posture stays perfectly intact. It forces you to sit up straight. Oh, that's cool. And I think it's kind of. I, I think it might be kind of expensive, but I bought it a long time ago because someone was like, this was life changing for like, if you're in the car or sitting at a desk or something. And I was like, oh, it's kind of pricey. I don't know. And they're like, just do it. You won't regret it. And I remember liking it a lot when I got it. But then I moved and I put it in my closet and forgot about it. You found it. I rediscovered it. Now I didn't use it this whole podcast. And I it's called but. it's called the better back. Um yeah.
3: Ooh, I like that. That looks just like cozy to sit in, like you're in like a little baby cocoon all it's honestly
2: nice. And you it's it almost like if your back was like super tight, it kind of feels like if you're like leaning against a desk. Who like a massage. Or no, like if like <laughs> when you're in like school, you cut oh. your back. <laughs> yes, of course. But so
3: that's what brought me joy. I love that for you. Amazing. What about you? Oh, um, well. I don't know if you recall, but a few weeks back on this show, I told you about how I was planning to launch merch, but then when I put one of the sweatshirts into the washing machine, the logo melted off. It was a yes. whole saga, so I've been dealing with that, but I'm happy to report that my merch is finally live at the time of this podcast, and um, it's only going to be a limited edition, so if Ooh. you miss the boat this time, no big deal. because A limited oh, drop yeah it's a limited drop it's kind of like kylie's skin um i'm just hoping that like at least three people buy them and that would bring me joy but i'm just glad that it's like on the market it's out people can pick them up if they would like to and i'm excited to do more it's not like a jocelyn shirt it's just like a shirt that i think is cute i want to make some i feel like you I need to, to get my act together. You definitely should. And the other thing that brought me joy is that for the first time in like a year, I was able to get a COVID safe haircut. And when I posted the photos of what my hair looked like before and after, it actually looks longer after it was cut. And I don't know why, but it was, it was, it was a big moment. It brought me a lot of mental health happiness. So if you live somewhere near LA and you're looking for a very safe way to get a haircut, check out my girl, Jackie on Instagram. She is like the most sanitized person I've ever met in my life. And that's what brought me joy. Oh, I'm jealous. I I need, I need some joy, but I mostly need a haircut. <laughs> Absolutely. And it will bring you a lot of joy. And with that, you guys, I think this episode of Overshare has come to a close. If you are new here, please subscribe, please rate us five stars and leave us a review because that's how people find us in this podcast world.
2: And call and leave us a voicemail um, because we want to just hear what you're
3: over and what you want to vent about. Again, the phone number is 562-661-8729. And with that friends, this episode
4: It's over. Bye.
1: (laughs) Swimsuit? Check. Sunscreen? Check. Phone charger? Check. Don't forget to pack the 5-Hour Energy. It fits great in a pocket or carry-on, and the alert feeling will help you arrive ready for anything. Now get 20% off when you use code 5HETRAVEL at 5HourEnergy.com.